It's Wednesday. Oh, we can make it Wednesday. Of the week. We are glad that you are here. I will talk like this for the entire show. Coming up. <laughs> You're supposed to stop me at some point. <laughs> I'm. People can't see you glare at me. I'm terrified <laughs> right now. I just don't even know. I don't know. <laughs> I just like don't know. Automated answering machine. Coming up on today's show. Josh, Joshua Harris says, kiss me goodbye. Plus the latest news, random facts, and more. Oh, no, no facts. No facts today. No facts? There's no facts today. What? But we will have our stuff. Okay. <laughs> and we're going to play a game as well. Uh, holidays, though. We are celebrating a few holidays here on August 7th. And uh, I'd like to know what those holidays are. Are there any more exciting than the last two days worth of holidays? Nope. <laughs> Sorry. Special Green Pepper Day. Ooh. Well, today's National Lighthouse Day. Okay. I mean, lighthouses are nice. Anytime I think of lighthouses, my I think of lighthouse. No, I think of my lighthouse. No, I think of shining that, in the dark. <laughs> that Simpsons episode. I will follow you, oh my lighthouse. Where Homer goes to the chili cook-off, and he tries to outwit Chief Wiggum, who made this uh, hot chili with the Guatemalan insanity pepper, and so Homer. Coats his tongue in wax, like candle wax, and like swallows three of these hot peppers whole, and then goes on this hallucinated trip based on the heat that attached his stomach. But he ends up. No, I'm mixing up two stories. I'm mixing up two stories. My lighthouse. This is also professional speakers' day. Well, this the story was which you are not. Marge left him. Be, or no, he left Marge. I don't know. Oh my gosh, we're done. Dang we're it. We're done. We're I so done. It's been so long no since i No more Simpsons. Simpsons. Nope, we're done. He thought that she wasn't her, his soulmate anymore. And so he went looking for a soulmate. And the last person he thought he could find was the lonely person running the lighthouse. And he gets up to the top of the lighthouse and it was automated. Okay. That's the story. Again, Guys, I'm um, sorry. I was trying to say that it's Professional Guatemala Speakers Day also, which Matt is not a professional speaker. We have, I went to we Toastmasters. Have... I got a standing ovation at Toastmasters. Good for does you. does not happen. Good for you. Um, at Toastmasters anyway, because it's in prison. <laughs> Chris's uncle would probably beg to differ. He's a... He's a big Toastmasters person yeah. as well. Okay, and then. Oh yeah. Particularly yeah. preposterous packaging day. Yeah, good job. This is my <laughs> father-in-law's favorite day of the year, and he celebrates it every day of the year. <laughs> it's the worst thing ever to get a package packaged by my father-in-law. Why? Because he puts like ten rolls of tape. On the box itself. <laughs> so you cannot get into the box. <laughs> My mom does a particularly annoying thing. She uses, you know, bags for presents, which is fine. Mm -hmm. And most of the time there's still paper in it or whatever. Mm -hmm. But instead of just letting that be the present with the gift ob obscured by the 
tissue paper. Mm-hmm. She also closes it at the top and puts a piece of tape, tape around over the, over the yeah. top. And that is, unless you have a knife on you, that's yeah. a difficult piece of tape to remove. Mm-hmm. And it ruins the bag so you can't use it again. Yeah. And she does it every year. We're like, Mom, you're not taking these on the Indy Speedway. They're not yeah. going to fly out if you don't tape them up. <laughs> yeah. My that's family did the the ribbon. They would tie the ribbon. And it's not just like decorative ribbon. It's that really thin kind of plastic stupid ribbon that again you need a knife to get off you can't just untie it (laughs) deja's a big fan of the ribbons (laughs) being tied around that you gotta sit there and fight with um but no my particularly preposterous packaging was comics from the newspaper i used that which i thought was fine until i until your in-laws gave you a hard time about it, yeah. Everybody, every member of that family at an individual moment mocked me for that. And so I never did it again. <laughs> Can I just say, I have a really difficult time when people, like, pick on people mm. about certain things. Like, right. Well, it was all in good fun. It was just like that lady that was trying to push you in the pool. They thought they were just being funny. You're not being funny. <laughs> it's not funny. It's rude. I teach that to my children. Like, picking out something that's different about somebody and picking on them about that is not funny. Right. That's not a joke. But I I have a very difficult time when people do that. Incredibly difficult. Yeah, I mean, even like with being overweight for so long, that's always going to draw humor. And... You know, you even learn as an overweight individual for so long, you even learn to make jokes at yourself. Yeah. But you do that because it's a defense mechanism. Yeah. That becomes your defense mechanism is you're forcing yourself to find it funny. Yeah. Because you don't want to be the guy that's always whining about being picked on for being fat because that makes you look even more ridiculous because you're big. Yeah. Big people being upset is funny to a lot of people. Yeah. So you don't want to give them that at the same time. So, yeah, I, I remember... I even convinced myself for several years that they didn't bother me. Yeah. And then I remember just realizing one day, gosh, this has bothered me the whole time. <laughs> yeah. But what do you say at that point? You've essentially given everybody permission to make yeah. fun of you for it. And, yeah, it's it's uh, it's something that you should steer clear of. Don't pick out people's flaws or differences or whatever and then just constantly poke fun at them, even if they think... That they're being, if you think they're being a good sport about it, and they don't care. Well, and it's even little things like, yeah. like the wrapping gifts and sure. and comic strip paper. So one of the things is for me, I don't use oven mitts. I there's always a towel on my oven on that little holder thing, the whatever that's called. Yeah. And I use that to pull something hot. The towel I use that to pull something hot out of the oven. You would think I was committing like a third degree felony. Or one of the worst sins imaginable when people come over and they're like, where are your potholders? Oh, I don't have potholders. Just use the towel. You just use the towel? What? Who just uses the towel? I just use the towel. Shut up. If you don't like it, cook your own food at your house. Gosh. Well, are they saying that as judgmental or are they saying that because they're afraid the towel isn't enough? Because that was my immediate reaction just then. I'm like, is that thick enough? You fold it over. Oh, okay. I got you. Well, maybe they don't think of that because I didn't think of that right away. Maybe they're not thinking of that. 
Then again, say that. Then again, say, it's just my Is that whole, thick enough? You're not going to... I'm not going to burn myself? got everybody a chance situation here. Nope, not me. <laughs> no, I do give yeah. people a chance until they say it every single day. <laughs> Still haven't gotten a potholder, huh? No, I didn't. You know they're like I a didn't dollar, get a potholder. Right? You know, yes! Like, oh my gosh! <laughs> that exact thing! <laughs> Uh, I can go get you one from the Dollar Tree. No, I don't want a potholder. That's the thing. Christmas, I'm getting you potholders. <laughs> anyway. Thank you. I will put them in the closet. So that was like a tangent. <laughs> yep, we went a lot of places. Off of particularly preposterous packaging. So, Matt, if, if you're you love up. what we do here on the Backroom Morning Show, <laughs> which typically involves going on tangents. It does. Uh, and Back Row Radio as a whole. Please consider partnering with us over at patreon.com slash backrowradio. I want to tell you a story about one of our uh, constant donors. His name is Brian Midkiff. Uh, dude gives plasma. And then with the money that he makes from giving plasma, he donates it to our station. Dude is bleeding. To keep this ministry going, guys. And sure, it's not a lot of money, but it means the world. Because not only is he doing something great by donating that plasma, he's doing something slightly less great <laughs> by supporting our radio station. No, he's, he's a fun guy. He's always been very active in following us. He's been one of the guys that supported us from really early on back when we were podcast. And, uh, yeah, he, that is literally how he donates money to us. <laughs> he donates plasma and the money that he d- gets from donating each month he gives to our station because he loves us that much. And I think that's fantastic. That is fantastic. You don't have to bleed to, <laughs> to donate to our station, though. Uh, give up one f- uh, Starbucks coffee, frou-frou coffee uh, a month, hey? Toss it our direction. I think, like, like we said yesterday, you set up a, a, a recurring payment for five bucks a month. You'll never even notice it's gone, and it'll mean the world to us. Uh, so if you could, if you love Backer Radio, if you want us to keep going and keep growing, then, uh, you know, take the time. Give us a little bit of, of uh, effort over at Patreon.com to sign up and uh, get, a, get a recurring donation going and help keep us from uh, having to dive even deeper into our own pockets to stay afloat once our licensing costs go up help us out y'all again none of the money that you donate goes into our pockets every every penny that is donated goes right back into the radio station one way or another uh so yeah more information patreon.com slash back row radio we got a few artist updates for you michael w smith and amy grant recently unveiled a new historic marker in nashville According to CCM Magazine, the marker celebrates Koinonia. 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 That's how you spell that. I never said it out loud until just now. Koinonia. Yeah. Koinonia Christian Bookstore. I had to just work it out. I had to sound it out. Sound it out. Like I was in second grade again. We know what that means. What does koinonia mean? <laughs> koinonia. I don't remember, but I know it's an important word. <laughs> Look it up while I read this story here. Sure thing. Google that for us. Koinonia Christian Bookstore and Coffee House's impact on the formation of contemporary Christian music. It's located at 1016th Avenue South. 
uh, in Nashville. So it's like an important place. It's where CCM essentially got its start back there with Michael W. Smith, Amy Grant, pioneers of the early days of CCM music. What does it mean? Koinonia, Christian fellowship or communion with God, more commonly with fellow Christians. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Love and the outcome says, you know that you're having a good vacation when the hardest part of your day is putting on your life jacket. Man. Okay. We're getting, we're a month away from our cruise, less than a month away from our cruise. Yeah. And so we're looking How excited at all are the, you? really excited. We're looking at all the like excursions and stuff that we can go on. Dang. We already booked our excursions. Oh yeah. Well, well, stuff's come up, but we're finally ready to get ours. Uh, I mean, you have until the day before the cruise to book them. So yeah, just right. do it before you get on the ship, though. Yeah, yeah, then, we'll definitely yeah. do it then. But, um, yeah, we're looking at all these things and, like, things that I've always wanted to do but never done, like jet skiing. Yeah. Uh, or sea do and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that sounds really fun. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. I'm going to experience a few of those days. Uh, a brother's job is never done. Casting Crowns Mark Hall proved that while walking through the dark with his sister. He posted a short video as he scared her. Once again, his sister added that it was nothing new. She said, he terrorized me as a child. When I read that, I just remembered that story of your brother putting that fake spider on that laundry that you were carrying. And mm-hmm. Yep. You were freaking out and throwing yep. it all over. I feel ya. <laughs> uh, Newsboys drummer Duncan Phillips posted... She asked me to tell her the three words every girl wants to hear. So I whispered, I play drums in her ear. (laughs) When I think of the quintessential uh, Christian drummer, I think of him. Really? He's the dude that, you know, for the Newsboys concerts for as long as he's been in the band, at least. Every concert that I've seen with him. He gets on this like spinning tilt a whirl drum set, and it's just it's spinning around, and he's going nuts on it, and it's like the coolest mid concert thing. And one time they had him and I think it was Peter Fuller, Furler, whatever, uh, doing it. They had two sets on the spinning thing, and they were both going doing this big drum solo thing. It's really neat. Like a carnival, huh. like a mini carnival in the middle of your show. <laughs> Interesting. Casting crowns, Juan de Bevo is drawing a line in the sand. He posted, about to go to Walmart and Goodwill, and I'm debating on whether or not to even put on shoes. But I'm definitely not changing out of my PJs. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Uh, who would have imagined one of the most accomplished rock bands of the 21st century would be based in Wisconsin? And share a name with a menu section at Denny's. But such is the story of Skillet. The Christian rock band featuring three Kenosha-based members, frontman John Cooper on vocals and bass, wife and Kenosha native Corey on guitar and synthesizers, and Jen Ledger on drums and vocals. Also in the band is Nashville-based lead guitarist Seth Morrison. Skillet has sold more than 12 million albums. The, The band's past four releases from Comatose in 2006 to Unleashed in 2016 have been certified gold at a minimum by the Recording Industry Association of America. The 2009 album Awake, featuring breakout single Monster, has gone double platinum. This year, Skillet joins... Uh, joined music service Pandora's Billionaires Club, crossing the two billion streams mark. Wow. Two billion. That's crazy. And they just released their latest album, 
this past Friday, Victorious. I'm excited to see where that goes. Have you ever, you've heard Have you heard Monster? No. Have you heard that song? I don't think so. Yeah, that's a song you need to hear. Even if you're not a fan of that style of music, yeah, the song you need to hear, especially for the surprise at the bridge. And I'm not even gonna. Okay, I'll listen exp- to it on the way yeah, home. Yeah, I'm not today. gonna. Ex- I'm not gonna explore it. Okay. Or spoil it. It's just. It's nice. It's a okay. nice touch. Chris loves Skillet. <laughs> yeah. That's right up his alley. Yeah, I'm sure he knows what I'm talking about. Then it's fun. Yeah. All right, in Halloween's penchant for taking place in the middle of the week, or sorry, is Halloween's penchant for taking place in the middle of the week cramping your style? A petition, peti- I can't talk today, Mo. You really can't. What is wrong with me? That that word is petition? Petition. There you go. Launched last year, but gaining viral momentum this month, aims to change that by lobbying to move Halloween from October 31st to the last Saturday of the month. Launched last year by the nonprofit Halloween and Costume Association, the petition is to move Halloween uh, to make it a safer, longer, stress-free celebration. The association writes at their change.org petition. So far, the petition has 80,000 signatures. I could get behind this. I could get behind it in the idea of it would make it more fun, the Halloween activities. But you're also dealing with a religious aspect. Because this is a religious holiday. This is all All Souls Day, All Saints Day, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is an established Christian holiday. Based around that, can you just up and move when Halloween's going to be? Or would it have to be clearly separated into say the it... fact festivities will be on this day, Halloween is this day? Yeah. See, I say you just separate them at that yeah. point. All Saints Day is always October 31st. Halloween is always the last Saturday of the month. I'm totally cool with separating yeah. them. Here's why I'm totally cool with separating them, though, and we're, we're about to get a little bit sad for a minute. Uh, Chris's mom died on October 31st. That's right. And so Halloween is always a really tough day for us ever since then so it would just be nicer for my family personally if we could move it to the last saturday of the month i don't know why i always think it was closer to thanksgiving but yeah it was right on halloween it was halloween day yep um but yeah i just it would be it would be nice i don't see it happening just because of the logistics of it you're such a debbie downer you would have to have every town because this is a town Governed thing because there have been towns yeah. that move it. Yeah, you would have to have every town in America agree. Okay, it's going to be this. And so, if we started doing that, and you had some towns not participating, I mean, you already don't really know these things. I mean, yeah. newspapers are dying. We got a newspaper twice a week now. Yeah, we used to have it every day, <laughs> including yeah. Saturdays. Now it's twice a week because you know local news just doesn't happen. You can go online, sure, but what's uh, who's to believe what online? I mean, you got someone that's always posting fake stuff about yeah. your town. See, and place. I just, I feel like it could be done. Yeah. If it's going to be done, though, it needs to be done, like, now. Because there's still some reasonably good sources that you can go to, and it can be spread at a a, a good rate. Yeah. Where everybody should know and if you don't then you're stupid and your poor kids aren't getting any halloween candy because they missed it because it was on saturday not wednesday sorry (laughs) mo has feelings
<laughs> they're not nice, but they're there. <laughs> uh, when we come back, we discuss Joshua Harris and his big two public declarations. Stick around. It's time for a first world church problem from Back Row Baptist. Oh man, the church Wi-Fi's down again. You gotta be kidding me. Now I gotta use one of these pew Bibles, like some kind of wild animal. This has been a first world church problem. morning show here on this wednesday morning our second hour we are going to actually kick this hour off with a game we have not played bible or not in a while so uh we're going to play a game of bible or not what? and uh what this game is if you don't remember it's an app that i believe is no longer available so i'm holding it on in my phone as long as possible uh but it's a, a game where we get a quote and that quote is either a bible verse or it is from another source but it's often very difficult to tell uh, where it could be. And those sources range, they're typically in the William Shakespeare, Gandhi, Buddha kind of range, but sometimes they're rap lyrics. Tupac. Yeah, we had a 50 Cent in one of them, I believe. Sometimes they're quotes from movies, and like The Matrix and stuff like that. What's wrong? My sister disappointed me last week. I don't know what. She didn't know who 50 Cent was? No. Tupac was on the radio and she goes, Who's this? Oh, yeah. That's why I don't like this song. I'm just not a fan of Tupac. I'm kind of with your sister. (laughs) She said Tupac. And? Tupac. He, He don't care. He gone. You don't know that he's gone? <laughs> I saw him at Coachella. I saw him. They said it was a hologram, but it looked real to me. He and Michael Jackson are alive and kicking with Elvis right now, okay? So, you you cool. That's Your Jets. bring on Michael Jackson. Oh, my gosh. That's a gray area right now. It's not a gray area. It's a real gray area. I've seen that documentary. Did you see that documentary? Whatever. It's a gray area. Whatever. Gray area, y'all. Shut up, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is how I talk when it's a gray area. I don't really know, really. All right, we're playing Bible or not. Uh, do you want to go first? Bible or not? Sure. All right, I guess I haven't had a paper in a while. Paper here. Okie dokie. I'm going to give you 10. We'll do 10 and 10. Sure. All right. Let's see who can do the best. Numero uno. Vengeance taken will often tear the heart and torment the conscience. Bible or not? Bible. 
Wrong. That was German philosopher Arthur Schlüsselblüschelgen. Arthur Schlüsselblüschelgen. <laughs> I'm going to really try it. Schopenhauer. Schopenhauer. Arthur Schopenhauer. Schopenhauer? Like sure, why not? Schopenhauer. Okay. No evil can happen to a good man either in life or after death. Bible or not? Not. Correct. That was Plato, Greek philosopher. All right. There is no good man. The avarice. <laughs> the avarice of mankind is insatiable. Bible or not? Not. Correct. That was Aristotle. We've got lots of Greek philosophers today. You can't keep a good man down, Bible or not. Not. Correct. It's just an American idiom. <laughs> I really thought you were going to say an American idiot and then whoever the person was. American idiot. Uh, at the evening of life, we shall be judged on our love, Bible or not. Not. Correct. That was John of the Cross, 16th century saint. That you're halfway through and you've gotten four out of five. Hell is truth seen too late, Bible or not. Not. Correct. Thomas Hobbes, English But that's, philosopher. I mean, I like that quote. Yeah. I mean. I mean. Uh, hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil, Bible or not. That's not Bible, right? I'm not giving you the answer. I think it's not. Is, is it that, not Bible? That, I don't know. What's your guess? I don't know. I'm going to say not. Correct. It's okay. a Japanese proverb. <laughs> but it's one of those things that yeah. you hear all the time and it's like, wait, is that in the Bible? Yeah, like one of the things that I think would jump out in that vein would be uh, live one day at a time. Yeah. People here have heard that so many times from so many different sources. You don't think, oh, Jesus actually said that. Yeah. Is that in the Bible or not? It's yeah. what you would think. Yeah. I see yep. what you're saying. All right. Next. Pray that the Lord your God may show us the way in which we should walk and the thing we should do. Bible or not? Bible. Jeremiah 42.3. You're killing it, Mo. It is seven for eight so far. Associate yourself with men of good quality if you esteem your own reputation, for it is better to be alone than in bad company. Bible or not? Bible. Nope. George Washington. That sounded like a proverb. It did. Especially at the end there, yeah. Yeah. All right, last one. No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. Bible. Nope. No, sorry, it's Isaiah 54, 17. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Dang it, Mo. Gosh. You got 8 out of 10? 8 out of 10. First time back to this game in forever. Boom. And you're crushing me in it already. Oh. You almost got to take a clean sweep. Yeah. Golly. Okay. Almost. Okay. 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 Are you ready for this? Bump, 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 bump. All right, ready? Happiness is good health and a bad memory. <laughs> Not. No, no, but I like it. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Ingrid Bergman. Uh, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Bible. 
Correct. Proverbs 22, 6. She who plants weeds cannot expect to pick flowers. (laughs) Not Bible. Correct. That's NCIS. (laughs) 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 That's funny. Uh, There is just one life for each of us, our own. Not Bible. Correct. Euripides? Euripides. The superior... Euripides, Eubiades. <laughs> wow. Wow. You're welcome. You can use that. In your okay. This... No, I won't use that one. Next time the you name Euripides keep... comes up, you'll have a joke. You can keep that one. <laughs> If I use it, I'll say, hey, let me tell you about this joke my friend told me. (laughs) The superior man is modest in his speech, but exceeds in his actions. Oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's a that's that sounds like it should be in the Bible one way or the other, but. Mm-hmm. Is it an actual verse or not? It's oh, like my George Washington quote that I thought was a proverb. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, there's so much writing on these. There's nothing writing on them, but I want to win. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Oh. The superior man is modest in his speech, but exceeds in his actions. I'm going to say not Bible. Correct. Oh. It was Confucius. Oh. All right. Ready? Oh, my heart. Okay. The meek shall inherit the earth. Bible. Correct. Psalm 3711. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. Is not puffed up. Does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own. Is not provoked. Thinks no evil. I used a weird version because I've never even heard parade around yeah. in that verse before. But yeah, that's Bible. Correct. First Corinthians 13, 4, and 5. Does it say what verse version it is? No, it didn't. I'm curious now. Uh, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. We've had this one before. Fart. Yeah. I've also heard it recently, but I can't remember if it was a, in a biblical setting or not. Oh, man. Okay. I have a little leeway here. I've gotten seven out of seven so far. Yeah. Got three more to go. I only have to get two right. Bible. Correct. Oh, gosh. Second Peter 1, 5 through 7. Oh, gosh. Getting, up. Getting anxious over here, Mo, with each of these. All right, you ready? Oh, I'm a little lightheaded also. <laughs> Go ahead. Forget injuries. Never forget kindnesses. I see. Mm-hmm. This could just be another weird version. Could be. Or it's worded differently. Yeah. Man. Okay. Not Bible. 
Correct. Yes! Confucius. Oh, right. All right. Are you ready? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I've already won. Let's see Whatever. if I can get a clean sweep. <laughs> Every day of freedom is like an act of faith. Not Bible. Correct. What is that? Defiance. 2008. Defiance? Must be a movie. I was going to say movie or Clean show. sweep. Take that, Mo. You thought you were Whatever. hot stuff. And then I came. Hot in. stuff. <laughs> baby, this evening. Oh, man. That's exciting. Whatever. We really need to play that game. Even just on the audio with... The shot collars on. Oh my gosh. <laughs> See, I don't know though, because I think that we, uh, like, for you to take a clean sweep and me to get eight out of ten, like, I think we've Bible or not it out. That's true. We're pretty good at this game now. We're much better at it than we used to be. Yeah. yeah. Even when we got around to doing it on the YouTube show, each of us only got, I think, three wrong. Yeah. Or something about that, two yeah. or three. I think that we've learned how to pick apart, like, the quotes. And mm-hmm. would the Bible use that word? Right. No. <laughs> <laughs> the Bible used that colloquialism, that <laughs> weird phrasing. I don't think so. <laughs> there. And a new study from Graz University of Technology in Austria. Almost Austria. Australia. <laughs> Austria. Uh, found that the... Core and seeds of an apple contain beneficial bacteria, meaning you might want to think twice before chucking the apple core in the trash can. To conduct the study, researchers analyzed organic and store-bought apples for bacteria in all parts of the fruit, including the stem core, seeds, and peel. The study found that the organic and store-bought apples contain a similar quantity of bacteria, but discovered that the majority of the apple's bacteria exist in the seeds. So... Hmm. Swallow the seeds? That's essentially what they're saying. See, and I was just thinking, like, I'll just suck on the core for a little while afterwards. (laughs) Yep. Like a a chipmunk, you know. After (laughs) apple treat. Toss it. (laughs) That's all you can get me to do. Also, you know, in an orange, most of the vitamins are found in the peel of the orange, not the orange itself. Yeah. Yeah, so my grandfather, he's actually my step-grandfather, who was a pharmacist, would eat the orange whole like an apple. Oh, eat it like an apple? Yep. Oh. I would Just need to, bite like... bite right into it. I would need to, like, slice the peel itself into, like, little strips or something. Nope. He'd eat the whole yeah. thing. Wow. Yep. That's, uh... That's that's commitment. Yeah. Right there. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, there was a... <laughs> I don't know if... I'm sure your kids have seen Dude Perfect on yes. YouTube. Showed you yes. They've been doing this show called Overtime on there where they do a bunch of ridiculous things. But one of them is called That's Unfortunate. And uh, one of them gets their name drawn out of the hat and they have to spin this wheel. It's basically a, a wheel like we had, a, a punishment wheel. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them was Eat a Whole Banana. Like Ew. including the peel. And then you had to just watch them and the guy just had to eat the whole thing. I'm like, that is disgusting. Yeah, I couldn't do that. <laughs> and I believe he threw up, or he almost threw up from Yeah, it. I couldn't do that, for sure. <laughs> so that's what I was thinking when you were telling me. That's what I was picturing. Nope. 
Oh, all right. Well, we're going to get into a topic that has been circling the Christian interwebs for the last uh, week or so. Uh, and it's uh, there's a lot of people falling on different mm, opinions on what's going on here. Uh, we're gonna we're not gonna set out to come to any real conclusions on this. We're just gonna kind of examine it and give our thoughts. Mo's kind of coming into this cold. She uh, wasn't aware of these things going on. Uh, I've been following it kind of closely, but not closely enough where I'm reading everybody's comments and because I just can't handle that from humanity right now. Uh, but uh, let's uh, if you're aware of Joshua Harris, you would know that he is the author of what was a kind of controversial Christian bestseller called I Kiss Dating Goodbye. And that came out in the 90s uh, when he himself was really young. Um, and it though it it didn't really sell like in such a big number compared to other bestsellers its influence did impact a lot of Christian culture, especially evangelical Christian culture. And it kind of saw the rise the, uh, uh, of a new generation of courtship, like not dating mm-hmm. anymore, mm-hmm. not going on dates, but essentially getting to know someone without dating and then getting married. You know, it's, it's a, it's a whole, situation where you don't actually get romantic with anybody until after you're married. You know what I mean? There's no kissing. There's no uh, physical touch, any stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, as an overarching point, that sounds great. That would probably be ideal when it comes to you know being pure. But at the same time, it's not really realistic in the way humans interact anymore or the way we get emotionally involved and the idea of getting married without having dated the person in a romantic fashion is frightening so i didn't read i didn't read his book is that really what like how he describes courting uh no i mean no i i'm not i don't i don't remember all the specifics how would you describe it i'll tell you if that sounds like what i remember well for me courting is it's more uh, almost more advanced than dating if you will yes you take out the romantic side of it and there's physical touch there's hand holding there's hugging there's you know there obviously you want to steer clear of kissing or anything that is gonna lead to impurity but you have you always have like go on couple dates with a friend or you know have somebody alongside you just to kind of keep you accountable but you you do date you just date with the mindset of this is the only person that I'm going to date we've communicated we've we have a friendship we've established that we are compatible um but I'm not just going around dating this person this person and this person I am courting for the idea of marriage okay yeah, that might be more close to what he's saying. Okay. Um, and, again, that idea isn't particularly bad. Yeah. But I think what happened, and probably why my understanding of it here, explanation was a little bit more intense, was that the effect that it had was that what really happened was we all kind of turned into Puritans for a while. Yeah. Or we turned that, we we pushed that way. Yeah. 
And uh, it was heavily more like it was the adults that were kind of pushing that on kids. It wasn't kids discovering that idea for themselves. Right. Uh, So teenagers, youth groups, they got a whole lot of that. And kind of what came out of that part of that culture was the True Love Waits movement, which, uh, again, great idea. But even they themselves have admitted that some of their execution in the early years was incorrect Mm -hmm. and uh joshua harris came out uh i believe it was last year it might have been two years ago but i'm pretty sure it was last year because i think we were still doing this show at the time okay uh come out and basically disavowed the book i remember Uh, that yeah saying that you know i've i uh, i think that that those ideas kind of screwed up uh people in the realms of like understanding what intimacy really was and and, uh, you know, it was still a very Christian-centric message that he was trying to push in place of that at the time. Um, but he just thought that that book didn't really hold up to scrutiny. Uh, and he kind of apologized for even writing the book at the time. However, since then, uh, in the last uh, few months, we've seen two new like Instagram announcements that he's made. The first one came uh, last month when he and his wife of 20 plus years announced that they were getting a divorce and they announced that it was an amicable split up and they were still going to be friends and, but they were done. Hmm. And I mean, as, as amicable and as nice as that could be, that was hard to hear for a lot of people. Yeah. Especially in the Christian community, because we always push, uh, as the Bible does, that you know, once you're married, you're together. Mm-hmm. That's 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 a final decision. It's not uh, barring a few circumstances like abuse and uh, I believe unfaithfulness right. is in the Bible as well. If they're yeah. continually unfaithful, uh, and you know, absolutely understand those situations, but just to come to the decision, well, yeah, well, we're done. You know, you can speculate all day long of what brought up that decision, if it was something that they could have worked through. We kind of talked about yesterday during that list about uh, loving tough. We talked about how there are going to be years where neither of you are happy sometimes. And that doesn't mean that the marriage is lost and that doesn't mean you're not going to get back to a happy place. It's usually a very temporary situation that uh, you'll find yourselves come out the other side of. Uh, mm-hmm. even stronger and even happier. Right. Um, and a lot of people, but unfortunately a lot of marriages can't make it that past that point, Christian or not. Um, it's possible that's what happened here. I don't know. I mean, at 20 years together, over 20 years together, seems like a shame to throw away. Yeah. That's what I'm, you know. Yeah. And starting over after that. Mm-hmm. How do you start over after 20 years of marriage? You know, that's a rough situation. Yeah. We learned yesterday that I would not be able to date. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't think either of us. You're like, well, we're done, I guess. Yep. We're expired. And that's it. <laughs> like old milk. Take us off the shelf. Yep. <laughs> just going to rot out in the landfill. Yep. Um, but I guess what came as even more of a shock came last week in another Instagram post, uh, this time talking about the state of his faith, where he said, I have undergone a massive shift in regard to my faith in Jesus. The popular phrase for this is uh, deconstruction. The biblical phrase is falling away. By all the measurements that I have for defining a Christian, I am not a Christian. Many people tell me that there's a different way to practice faith, and I want to remain open to this, 
but I'm not there now. Hmm. Uh, I mean, he's doing this in the right way in that he's not, uh, cause he went on, he went on to affirm, uh, gay, lesbian marriages and stuff like that. Okay. LGBTQ, etc. Uh, and apologized to them for not uh, validating their marriage and whatnot in his worldview. And so he's doing it in the right way by announcing that he's leaving the faith in that he's not trying to force his new views that are typically not approved of in the Christian circles right. into Christianity, right? as many people tend to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but instead, he's going uh, apostate. You know, he's he's stepping out of the faith, saying yeah. that he is not in the faith any longer, um, which shows some re- level of respect still for at least the Christian tradition, the doctrines of the faith. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, it was it's a respectful way for him to do this uh, when it comes to how he's treating the the rest of us mm-hmm. uh, believers. But at the same time. It's so hard to hear that happening to someone who was a respected pastor. He's been, uh, you know, he was an author. You know, he's he's done a lot. And there's a lot of people that followed him, a lot of people that trusted him uh, as they grew in their faith. Mm-hmm. And to have him reach a point where he's like, I don't think I'm a Christian anymore. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. And I don't want to, what I, the, the if there's one thing I want to make clear is that I don't want to bash him over the head with right. this, you know, cause it's gotta be a tough situation for him to be in. And I'm sure all of us have had times when we've doubted what we believed in. We've doubted, uh, some of the things that we've been taught and struggled with making certain decisions about what we believe mm-hmm. within the Christian faith. And for some, I know that struggle could be far harder than others. And some people come to, to uh, certain realizations about what they believe and it goes against Christianity in, in some form. And sometimes that causes this. Sometimes they try and reconcile it. Sometimes they just don't think about it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and it, it's got to be a very common thing uh, for, I'm sure, everybody. Every Christian has gone through something like that at some point. Doubts are normal. Yeah. Um, but it is heartbreaking to see someone come to the conclusion well, I guess I'm just not a Christian anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, it's really easy for us as Christians, especially those of us online who are free to voice our opinion without uh, having to speak face-to-face with anybody, to just let loose on the guy. And unfortunately, that is what's happening with a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people are going uh, just that crap crazy over... How dare he, you know, how dare he come to this decision and leave the faith? And uh, that, should, that shouldn't be our response. Yeah. Our response should be to love him and to hope that he comes back. Absolutely. Um, there's certain things that we can unpack from this, and uh, we're going to do that in our next hour. So stick around with us. We will talk more about this and how how we should respond and, and kind of how this this uh, I Kiss Dating Goodbye culture affected uh, the church throughout the years. Uh, But for now, we're going to take a break. We're going to jump into some music. It is Hip Hop Hump Day. 
which means we got a triple scoop of rap and hip-hop coming your way, some of the best Christian rap and hip-hop out there. Uh, followed by some some of our normal mix, and then we'll be back at the top of the hour. And continue our discussion. Stick around. We'll see you then. Hey, have you heard? We're so glad that you're listening to the Back Row Morning Show in its podcast form. But we hear there's actually an entire radio station that plays some amazing Christian music throughout the show and all day long. We've heard and now you have too. Join us at BackRowRadio.com and stream online or download our free app for iPhone and Android. Backrow Radio, Christian music in every flavor. third hour we are continuing our discussion on joshua harris and uh author of i kiss dating goodbye and his recent announcement of splitting up with his wife and leaving the christian faith and kind of how that has affected us as a christian culture and how we should be responding um the the movement brought about by i kiss dating goodbye has actually all uh, been kind of referred to as a sexual prosperity gospel. In that it kind of establishes an if-then situation. Meaning that if... The book kind of promises that if you... Or at least it seems to promise. It might not actually be doing this, but it was the interpretation that the church kind of as a whole uh, took up. Mm -hmm. Is that if you follow these steps and you do it this way, God will bless that and you will you know get married to someone and this marriage will last forever right kind of situation that's kind of how it was seen uh true love waits also had the same kind of problem early on is that it said you know if you hold yourself for marriage and if you do this you will do that it's not it wasn't presented as a it's more likely which is typically the case it's definitely more likely if you save yourself for marriage that your bond will be strong and stronger and more likely to endure certain trials. That's just been statistically how it's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was presented as a, yes, this is something God will do. And that is often how the prosperity gospel works. If you do this, God will bless this. Um, we have a church in town that was broadcasting a sermon recently. Uh, and we've often suspected that this church was semi-prosperity gospel. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, this time, their sermon series was entitled Prosperity Gospel. And uh, so kind of removed all doubt. Right. So I was very interested in hearing this because I wanted to hear it from, you know, the horse's mouth, as it were. Yeah. 
And so I'm listening and I, and I saw, I saw, I watched firsthand in this live stream how they took one scripture and what it meant and flipped it into meaning something different. I watched it happen before my eyes. It was a verse from the Old Testament. I don't remember what the verse was now, but it talked about if you do this and this and this, then God will bless you. Uh, you'll see blessings in these areas. And he flipped it saying, oh, no, no, no. It said, you'll experience every blessing. That's what it said. No verse, if you do this, this, and this, you'll experience every blessing. And he flipped it to say, if you do this and this, you will experience nothing but blessing in all areas of your life. And that's not what the verse said. Right. The verse said, you will experience every blessing. It didn't say you will never experience bad things. Right. It didn't say that every area of your life will always be blessed and it will always be positive and it will always be fulfilling and prosperous and everything. It said that you'll experience every blessing. Mm-hmm. At some point, sometime, all these blessings will come upon you somehow. Yeah. Never said it was a permanent thing. Never said that there would be uh, no other options. But he flipped it to mean that. And, you know, it flips to the crowd and everybody's just positive. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what that means. And I just watching that happen before my eyes mm-hmm. and seeing how... Had I not been really listening for stuff like that, mm-hmm. I could have just easily gone right along, not even thinking twice yeah. about how he flipped that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and thought, yeah, that's clearly, that's biblical. That's the biblical thing. That's exactly what they said. He just explained it. You know? And so that same idea has come about from this book and these movements uh, from the early 90s of... They probably had the best of intentions and probably wrote it in a way that should have been easy to interpret. And we went a little bit too far with our mm-hmm. interpretation. And that far interpretation is what spread right. instead of what was actually written. Um, but, of course, even they themselves, both Joshua Harris and uh, the guy, people behind True Love Weights, have also said that they probably worded things a little poorly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they've re- or, well, True Love Weights reevaluated how they were doing things. Uh, I don't remember that whole story. Uh, it just popped up into my head again as we were talking about this. I remember that happening. Um, so, yeah, this this uh, this thing has has gotten a hold of a lot of churches and a lot of communities mm-hmm. individually. Uh, it, it didn't, like, it spread throughout the, the evangelical course, but not, like, all at once. You know, it was a pops up here, pops up there kind of thing to mm-hmm. where it just slowly grew uh, and to hear it here at Highland, it almost became just kind of like a joke, like a, not like, you know, it's stupid, just like, you know, we always bring it up as, yeah. a, as a reference, but nobody's actually teaching it here kind mm-hmm. of thing back when I was in youth. Um, like I ain't kissing dating goodbye, you know, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so it, it, it's just the culture itself kind of put a heavy heavy condition on how we were supposed to live our dating lives or rather our non-dating lives and what that was going to entail as a result uh and when those results didn't happen when those results didn't come about people got disillusioned uh and in essence in essence what it did was that because this was almost a standard that most people couldn't attend, uh, couldn't hold on to. Because this, you know, it's laying out 
essentially what they were saying was the perfect route, mm-hmm. which is nearly impossible. Right. I mean, how many couples actually make it to marriage? Yeah. As virgins. Mm-hmm. The number's nearly zero, mm-hmm. Christian or not, because it's really tough. And so this is not calling just for that, but calling for no kissing. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I would have failed that immediately. <laughs> um, and, you know, stuff, stuff like that. And so when you are governing your relationship standards by those guidelines, and then you inevitably slip up and fail. Mm-hmm. Uh, at that point, especially the point of, of uh, sexual intercourse. Mm-hmm. No coming back from it. Right. You have failed this mm-hmm. task. And so now your relationship is defined by essentially your sins. Mm-hmm. And because you were taught this curriculum or this this idea, that has tainted this relationship. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, because you had sex, you have to continue in that relationship, religiously speaking. Mm-hmm. The idea, even in the Bible, it says if you can't stop, you know, having premarital sex, then just get married. Mm -hmm. But while that was clearly just a, look, if you're having a hard time, just get married. Mm -hmm. Get on with it. Mm -hmm. You know, y'all are together. That's the situation. Right. This laid it out as you ruined it. Yeah. You know, or at least that was the idea that people took away from Mm -hmm. it. It's really hard to differentiate what was actually said and what... People interpreted it saying, but essentially it, it gave this culture, this cultural idea that uh, sex in and of itself was a sin. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, is what really helped evangelicals cling to this movement. Because mm-hmm. we've always had that thought. I remember the wedding night, my wedding night. Deidre and I had, we hadn't been... As I said, we haven't been models of propriety while we were dating, but we had at least managed to not have sex until we got married. Mm-hmm. And I remember the wedding night feeling like this is wrong. Mm-hmm. Just briefly. Mm-hmm. Sure. But at the same time, like, we shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. Because it has been drilled so hard into us that sex is a sin. Sex mm-hmm. is a sin. Sex is a sin. Sex is a sin. Not premarital sex is a sin. Right. Sex is a sin. Yep. And that is a dangerous, dangerous label to put on something that God created Mm -hmm. as the creation method for humans. (laughs) It's the way we create other humans. Mm -hmm. And we're saying it's a sin, it's a sin, it's a sin, it's a sin. And so, of course, we would cling on to something that preached that so heavily that you weren't even supposed to kiss the person that you were going to get married. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, it's... uh, it was a rough, rough time. And I think we're still feeling those effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, of course, those of us teenagers-wise uh, growing up who uh, go to college or want to rebel against, you know, being what they learned in church that some of them feel like they were forced to go to in their families. Right. What's the first thing they're going to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. <sighs> it's... Uh, I don't know what else to say about the effect that it had other than it just set a standard that nobody could really live up to. Yeah. Very few people could live up to. Yeah. I can think of one person I know of 
who was able to stand up through all those standards. Yeah. Who literally did not even kiss her husband until the day they got married. Wow. And I don't know how she did it. Proud of her for doing it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think I could have ever gotten to a point where I could have done that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I'm too. Personally, I know I'm too emotionally invested, or I was anyway, emotionally invested in relationships that that was all I cared about. Yeah. And so, of course, I was going to want the physical affection stuff mm-hmm. that went along with it. And uh, to not have that, especially seeing as Deidre and I dated for five entire years before we got married, to not yeah. have any of that for five years, I wouldn't feel like we had a relationship. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I always saw courtship as, is you don't really have a relationship, I feel like, yeah. because of that nature. Because I feel like yeah. that's synonymous with it. And I feel like most people have that thought, mm-hmm. that correlation. Yeah. Um. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think that that's where we still are as a church? Or do you think we're growing out of that? I don't know. It. You got a kid in youth. I, I have two kids in youth. Oh, yeah, that's right. Kevin's mm-hmm. in youth now, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so with my boys specifically, and I've walked through this with both of them just this year, you know, as they both have had girlfriends and oh, right. Right, 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 texting and, you know, ugh. it's such a new dynamic with it the social is. media. Aspect it is. It. So um, exactly like you said, it was drilled into us that sex is bad. Sex is bad. Sex is bad. And, you know, I grew up in that culture of you do in order to receive. So you works faith yeah works based faith you know um and so the second that i failed i was like okay well i failed there's nothing i can do now might as well just keep doing it failing yep i'm not gonna turn back now and the whole idea of i can remember my youth leader you know going through the whole um if you have sinned all you have to do right now is repent and for ask forgiveness and it'll be washed away like it never even happened and while that is true that never sunk in for me yeah specifically in reference to sex there was i could not understand how that was possible no i'm not a virgin no i'm not a, a reclaimed virgin that you know <laughs> no that's just that was a whole weird movement it was it's it really was. died down lately, but yeah, yeah, the whole reclaimed virginity thing. Yeah, I just wasn't anywhere in the Bible. Yeah, so <laughs> for my boys, Chris and I have both taken the mindset of we never want for them to to be told that sex is bad. We never want for them to have that mindset because that's so damaging. Right. Um, but at the same time, what we've told them is you have a wife. That's already been decided. Your wife is somewhere. God is, has already decided who she is. She's being raised. We're praying for her. We're praying that she's being raised in the same kind of environment that you are so that that union will be an easy one, one that doesn't come with a whole lot of stress and frustration and anxiety. But at the end of the day, you are already destined for someone. Yeah. And everything that you share with someone else who is not your wife is something that is going to cause turmoil. It's going to cause pain. It's going to cause hurt and heartache. You know, both of my boys have said, I love you to a girl. 
and I've had to tell them, and thankfully that's the furthest that it's gone, but I've had to tell them, now when you tell your wife that you love her, is it going to mean the same? If you found out that your wife has told other people that she loves them in a romantic, intimate way, then when she says it to you, do you think it's going to mean the same? And that resounds with them. They're both like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm... It would hurt to find out that someone who I do love has used that with someone else. And so in the same way, you know, we're carrying that through with with sex and with intimacy. If you give that to someone else, then what you have to offer your wife, it's a little less. It means a little less, you know. Um, And on top of that, it can cause some trust issues. Speaking from a place of, personal experience, you know, if I found out that the person that I love has told a million other people that he loves them, well, then I'm going to, every time he says it to me, I'm going to be like, mm-hmm, yeah, okay, you love me, but you also <laughs> love Sally and and Don and Jenny, you know, but so that for us, the way that we are raising our teenage boys, that's how we are steering the message is you already have somebody who the Lord is destined for you to be married to. We already love that person, no matter who she is or where she comes from. And we want for you to be the best that you can possibly be for her. And that requires us walking alongside you in your your purity. Yeah. So. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, uh, yeah, I'm terrified. Yeah. Of kids. <laughs> My kids getting to that point. Oh, man. Well, uh, there's a article here called uh, Both Purity Culture and Hookup Culture Failed Me by Abigail Murish, where it's a really long article. We're not going to get into the whole story. It's essentially she said that she, you know, read read about uh, she read Joshua Harris's posts and, you know, it broke her heart. But uh, she said that it's strange that everything like that you know the deconstruction process that she had that joshua harris said he was going through had the opposite effect on her like instead of calling her to or feeling leading her to reject faith it have had her dive deeper into faith into church into Mm -hmm. christian culture and finding fellowship there and stuff um but in the i wanted to read the last little bit that she wrote she wrote, in, Ki- in I Kiss Dating Goodbye, Harris writes, The world takes us to a silver screen on which flickering images of passion and romance play. And as we watch, the world says, this is love. God takes us to the foot of a tree on which a naked and bloodied man hangs and says, this is love. And although Harris is no longer a Christian, I still believe what he once believed. True love comes in the in incarnation when jesus entered our suffering world to make all things new as i look to the naked bloodied man on the cross i see someone who loved me so much that he died in order that he might call me daughter he never promised me marriage but as he calls me his child he ushers me into a new family the body of christ that loves me and meets me in my deepest loneliness and so if there is one thing that i think we should pull out from the legacy of i kissed dating goodbye it's that. It's that ultimately what we should be focusing on first and foremost is our relationship with Jesus mm-hmm. and the family that he sets us in, mm-hmm. which is the body of Christ. Um, 
And then that should be the influence of all our other relationships, yeah. the driving force behind them all. And it should be our influence right now in response to Joshua Harris's statements. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should not belittle him. We should not condemn him. We should not be uh, sending him mean messages, which uh, I'm sure he's gotten several. Oh, I'm sure. For both things, for both the marriage uh Announce or the divorce announcement, mm-hmm. and for this, but love on him, pray for him, give him encouragement, uh, and you know, just hope that one day that he's going to come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, of course, we don't want anybody to have lost faith or to it's possible, you know. You, that's a whole other discussion about, you know, can you lose your faith? Can you give up your faith? Right. Uh, I've, I've always been of the belief that it's impossible for something to tear your faith away from you, but it is possible for you to give it up. But that's a whole different, very deep discussion. Who knows exactly how that works? Well, but, uh, hmm? I said, well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh. We do know that, if nothing else, he felt like he was devoted to this faith for a long, long time. Yeah. And uh, he led, he did lead many people to Christ as a pastor. And uh, he touched a lot of people in, in a positive way. Mm-hmm. And it does hurt to see him drop away. And we kind of talked about this that week in music, too, with like Christian musicians who fall away. Yep. It hurts to see that happen. But it shouldn't hurt us as, as uh, like, we're offended by it. We shouldn't take it like a personal stab against right. us. We should be like, what can we do to help? What can we do to yeah. make this better? And usually that's at the bottom. I mean, not at the bottom, but at the source, at the foundation. Right. Prayer. Um, but beyond that, don't be a turd. <laughs> don't be a turd to these people. That's like life's number oh. one rule. Don't be a turd. Yeah. It, quit, I, quit doing it, guys. It's just Thank that easy. Thank you, Chris easy, Pratt, for giving right? us that phrase. Don't True be story. a turd. It is, it's, it's easy to be a turd. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. It's really easy to be a turd. Mm-hmm. It's Christ-like to not be a turd. Don't be a turd. Don't be a turd. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's where we're landing. We'd like to know what you think of this discussion. Oh, shoot, we were supposed to put this on the live stream. Well, Drat. Next week. No, but let us know what you think. Uh, share with us over at uh, Podbean. Comment on this over there um, on each individual episode. We'd like to know what you have to say. And uh, we might talk a little bit more about it if you bring up something interesting. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, right. yeah. Stick around. We'll be back soon to close out the show. The Back Road Dance Party. Two hours of the best Christian dance, electronic, and EDM. Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Only on Back Road Radio.
Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. We're going to close out the show for the day with your Bible verse of thought. Bible verse for the day is Isaiah 33, 22. For the Lord is our judge. The Lord is our lawgiver. The Lord is our king. He will save us. And our thought for the day comes from Chuck Swindoll. Your mind is a muscle that needs to be stretched and pushed to stay sharp and to perform. Thank you for joining us this morning. We are so glad to have you with us. We're here every Monday through Thursday, 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific with an encore presentation at 10 Eastern and 7 Pacific with a podcast available usually in the afternoon over at BackRowRadio.com. You can find us on Podbean, Spotify, YouTube, and hopefully iTunes. And as always, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BackRowRadio. And don't forget to join our laughter-inducing Facebook community, BackRow Baptist Church, by going to BRBChurch.com. That's it for the show. Mo, what's the final word? Don't be a turd. (laughs) If you need us, we'll be in the back. Bye.